Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Welcome back to episode number 37 of Unblocking Crypto. A ton of really cool news going on. So let's jump right into it. Starting off, let's talk about some of the blockchains. Uniswap was in the news once for a good thing and once for probably not a good thing. They have a $165 million Series B funding that's led by Polygon Capital, which puts their value at about $1.65 billion. This is all happening in a bear market, so that's pretty excited to see. And this is, I think, one of the first times that we've seen some sort of decentralized finance company had a a valuation or a a funding like this. The other thing that happened with Uniswap is that I think we've talked about them having a new CEO, Jared Gray. He was accused of a mass crypto scam and animal sexual misconduct, which he, of course, denied. It still dropped the sushi token price by almost 11% in less than 24 hours. Apparently, one of his partners in a previous startup in in crypto did steal a bunch of money, but he was able to get a lot of that back for the holders. So interesting news. Um, Mango Markets, if you haven't really heard of Mango Markets, they are on Solana and they are similar to some of the other perpetual type market makers that are creating a way to not only spot trade, but leverage trade. They were hacked for about $114 million. The hacker pretty much came out and said what he did was legal. And since Mango Markets has a DAO, they are putting up a proposal on how to get that money back and make everything whole. So I think they already returned $67 million. And then the DAO is going to vote on what to do for the rest. And he would get a 50 something million dollar bounty for exposing the whole. Uh, if you look at kind of hacks in general, that was just one of four hacks that happened on October 11th. And if you look at uh, October in general, there's been about $718 million of crypto hacked across 11 different protocols. This, I think so far for 2022, puts it right around $3 billion that have been hacked, which compared to 2021, there was just over $3.2 billion total. So it looks like we'll surpass 2021. Um, we'll tell Arbitrum, we've talked about Arbitrum in the past, the layer two scaling. They just acquired a group called Polysomatic Labs. And that group was very instrumental in helping with the Ethereum merge. So kind of the layer one of Ethereum. So it's interesting that Arbitrum being a layer two is adding more capability with people that are familiar with layer one. So it's exciting that they're going to continue to grow and, and get bigger. Now let's talk about some large companies and what they're doing there. So Google just made an announcement that they are going to start allowing cloud payments using crypto. They're going to use Coinbase to do this. And they will also use Coinbase's custody tool. So this is the first cloud services company to accept crypto. It's going to start in early 2023. And I think it'll only be focused on a small group of people for now. But that's exciting to see that companies like Google are starting to warm up to crypto. The other thing is MasterCard. MasterCard has mentioned they're going to help banks offer crypto trading. And the way that they're really doing this is 
They'll, use, they'll be the bridge between Paxos, which is a trading platform that PayPal uses, and the banks. And the big reasons that I think banks haven't done a lot of this is compliance and security. And this is now kind of what MasterCard is going to take on. And from what I'm reading is they've done some polls to people and 60% of all people would like to test out crypto using some of these financial institutions like banks. So if this happens, this opens the door to a lot more retail buyers as well. The largest bank in the world, oldest bank in the world, I think it's a hundred and a couple hundred years, whatever it is, BNY Mellon. uh, They have $43 trillion in assets and they have just announced that they are going to offer crypto custody and then also the ability to trade, buy and sell crypto assets. So this is a huge deal where someone with $43 trillion, you can pretty much have one location that has your digital assets and your normal assets in the same place. So exciting to see what's going on there. Also in Europe, the number three bank in France, which is also, I think, the sixth largest bank in Europe, has announced that they're going to do pretty much the exact same thing. Nowhere near the size of BNY, but it is really cool to see that other banks over there are moving that direction. And France is kind of interesting because they are becoming one of the leaders in cryptos over there. Crypto.com, I think they just invested about 150 million euros into France and Binance is doing about 100 million euros because they see France as kind of the leader in in that region. So exciting to see that things are moving forward there. And then on a more interesting note, uh, Coin Center is filing a complaint against the U.S. Treasury. And this is related to all the tornado cash craziness. What they're pretty much saying is that what the Treasury is doing is illegal. And even the Coinbase CEO, Brian Armstrong, pretty much argued that what the Treasury is, the actions they're taking has exceeded its authority. And it would harm innocent people, remove privacy and security options for crypto users and stifle innovation. So we'll be interested to see what happens with that, but kind of a a big deal going on there. Let's talk about NFTs too. OpenSea, pretty much where everybody goes for their NFTs or to buy and sell for the most part, is now getting listed on Avalanche. So that's some pretty big news. The SEC and Board API Club are in the news. The SEC opened a probe on Yuga Labs, which is the company that created Board API Club. Uh, Yuga is definitely helping out because they see themselves as a leader in the space. And there's been nothing filed on uh, Yuga Labs, but it is interesting to see the SEC is trying to get more involved in NFTs now. Digi.gaku has announced that they are going to be buying a Super Bowl ad. And you probably have no idea who they are, but they are somewhat of a NFT slash gaming type application that's that's pretty new. Looks interesting, but uh, time will tell what happens with it. And then probably one of the coolest things that I think I've seen here lately is South Korea has just told everyone that they plan on providing blockchain-based digital identification by 2024. There's not a, a ton of details behind it other than it sounds like it would be embedded in a smartphone and that there is an expectation that this could lead to a large ROI or increase in the GDP. So 
McKinsey and Company said they think this could increase their GDP by 13%, I think it is. And then it would save the businesses tri- or hundreds of millions, if not close to trillions of dollars. South Korea has pretty much come out and said that they see that they're going to save $42 billion over the next decade doing this. So that that's really interesting to see what's going on. And for them, that's only about 3%, I think, of their GDP. So if it's really going to make that big of a difference, then that is exciting for someone to be making the first move into this space. So that's all I have for now. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of positive things, which is great, even with some not so positive price action happening. But uh, it, it looks like things are starting to turn around all this activity in in a bear market we just can't wait for it to start taking off in the future when that happens is still to be determined so stay safe out there and we'll talk to you next week thanks for journeying down the crypto rabbit hole with us if you're interested in learning more about crypto please join our private facebook group on blocking crypto it's a small community discussing new ideas and just asking questions to learn more hope to interact with you there